Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in our guest blog on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Jim Taylor, a coach, trainer, and founder of Benchmark 60, a company with a focus on optimizing profits within the restaurant industry. Jim joins us today from Vancouver, BC. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, Jim, you've taken your industry experience and you've created a profit model to help others in, in your industry. When was your light bulb moment? Sort of the time and place when you realized this was a great idea. Um, well, it's kind of a funny story. I didn't actually realize it was a great idea until I was sort of in the middle of it, I think. I, uh, my business started by accident. Um, I decided to leave, uh, like you said, I had a, a career in operations and I decided that it was time to make a change. I was in, you know, uh, I'd been in operations for 20 years and was had a great career and lots of fun and opportunity and decided it was time for a change, but I had no idea what. Um, and, you know, I had a, I was lucky enough to have a few people in my network or that I'd worked with before that just reached out and, and due to what had happened through the pandemic to restaurants, they needed some help. So um, I literally said to you know myself, I guess I have to find a way to get paid. I guess I need to start a business. I guess I need to do some of those things. And it, it sort of overnight, um, just all of a sudden, I had a business. I had to think of a name, and I had to you know that kind of thing. But I had no idea what I was doing. And um, so the light bulb moment actually went off when I I thought back to a, a actually a team that I'd worked on in 2015 on reinventing the restaurant profit model based on the fact that all of the minimum wages were going up across Canada. Right. And, you know, that team that I was on in a, a sort of a project and case study that I was uh, involved in, we sort of found some new learnings and looked at things a little bit differently. And we actually looked at manufacturing a lot um, to sort of look at how they did things and if it would apply in a restaurant environment. And so it kind of, I kind of went, you know what, that worked for us back then. And all these costs are rising in restaurants now with wages and trying to hire people and inflation, you know, let's see if it works. So we, you know, played around with a few of the early clients and sort of went from there. Now your entire business model is virtual because I visited your website as part of the guest blog that you shared. And I took a look mm -hmm. at some of the package that you offer. And, you know, I was interviewing a gal out of Florida and she was talking about having a laptop lifestyle. And I thought, wow, Jim really does have a laptop lifestyle. Your entire business is online. So tell us yeah. how you connect with folks because I mean, the virtual world, we're all finding it's a bit of a challenge, you know, like how do you meet someone who's sort of outside of your sphere of influence? And I mean, obviously referrals and things like that are helpful, but how do you do this sort of, you know, here I am and this is what I do. How do you introduce yourself to folks? Um, well, knock on wood, I've been really lucky. Um, you know, a few referrals and things like that to kind of get going, which I sort of said I was going to give myself 120 days to see if I could actually pay my mortgage, right? You know, if I could actually have an income. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure a lot of people when they first start their business do. Think exactly and, and, the same. Yeah, right. And and um, I actually, which we'll talk about a little bit later probably, but I, I hired a coach to help me with trying to figure out how to do outreach and connect with people who might potentially be a good fit to, to do business with mm -hmm. without spending any money. Because I didn't start with a big budget and, you know, that kind of thing. And I wasn't interested in doing a bunch of just random marketing. And I'm really not very good at cold outreach. Um, so, and, you know, cold calling. So all of my business, 
Um, like you said, is virtual. Most of it is inter actually international. Only some of it is in Canada. And it almost all comes through LinkedIn. Isn't that fantastic? What a great yeah. source. I mean, we're all looking at new and innovative ways to connect with folks. And some of these mm -hmm. online platforms are really a great opportunity. And, you know, we almost have to teach ourselves the, ourselves the business of the business of how to get in touch with folks. Yeah. One of the things I really love is your name. Where did you come up with the name Benchmark 60? Because <laughs> there must be a story there. There is. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you get started and I'm sure you've gone through this. You, you get started and you get all, you know, you get really excited and you give it a name. And then, you know, a year later you go, does the name still make sense? And I think it does, but where it, where it originally came from is our business is all about putting a metric around business output and productivity into a restaurant environment. So there's a lot of benchmarking. Right. So bench, that's where benchmark that side of it comes from the 60 part. When, when we originally designed the, the business model to try to have a bigger reach, it was designed as a course. It was designed as a, a program that restaurateurs could take, um, which we've done a little bit of, but it's, it's shifted back more to, to actual uh, coaching. But it was designed to basically, you can get these types of results in 60 days or less. So that's where that came from. Well, that's a great way to connect sort of the industry terms as well as the product that you were providing to your clientele. So that's a really wonderful way to marry those two things together. Now, one of the things you provide in the guest blog is, is a statistic talking about um, modernization of the restaurant industry and how, you know, some things are still being done uh, in a manual way and you're actually bringing folks maybe top of mind some of the different metrics that they can use to recognize their success. So yeah. in, no, in no particular order, what would you say are three of the challenges that restaurateurs are facing that you're able to tackle in your system? Sure. Um, any restaurant related person that might listen to this probably already knows the three I'm going to say before I say them. But I mean, labor shortages is definitely one of them. Uh, inflation is another one. And, you know, if we leave the pandemic closures aside, just the whole wage dynamic, um, which is related to the labor shortage, but the wage dynamic in restaurants is really tough to manage for operations, um, both front of house and, and kitchen operations. Yeah. You know, going back to the, the example that we originally worked through in 2015 on this, the reason we did a study on it was that in Canada, most of the provinces were going to see anywhere from the 35 to 50% increase in hourly wages over the course of two years. I mean, if you, if you apply that to any business that has, you know, maybe 80 or 90% of their employees making hourly wages, that can be devastating, right? And the same thing is happening right now with inflation, um, you know, things like uh, beef up 20%, oils double the price it was. So if you have a deep fried concept, I mean, you can't make money anymore. Right. Um, but what's happening with the wage and labor shortage thing, uh, companies are being uh, forced to pay more just to get people to come to work for them. Right. And the restaurant model, as it's, as it's worked for decades, it doesn't work when you have to pay people that much. And they, really the strategy that restaurant operators have used forever is just when wages go up, you raise prices. Right. But there's a threshold when you have to raise prices to negate wages and this inflation thing is happening. Right. So right. we, uh, those are the three it's, it's wages, the labor shortage and, and inflation, and we can help them, 
you know, have a good strategy to get through all of those things. So as, as a restaurateur, I'll use myself as an example. So I've opened a restaurant. I've been in business for a while. Things have been moving along. I've been receiving growth. And all of a sudden, things are kind of tapering off. And I'm not seeing that same sort of growth model. And I haven't really been paying attention to the books. You know, we've been kind of doing what we do. Uh, one of the things that I love is that you really pay homage to the people who bring talent to the individual, to the hospitality industry, like the chef, the sommelier. You know, um, those are the, are the key um, folks as a customer that you feel are really important in a restaurant. So how right. do you engage those team members? Because sometimes the person who owns the restaurant is not the chef and not the sommelier um, or not the, you know, the hostess. So how do you engage all of those team members into the model? Well, we, to a degree, we don't need to. Um, you know, the, the, the way that our, our model operates is that we attach a metric of productivity or business output to the individual restaurant. And so that can be used in a number of different ways, but typically it's, it's the general manager level and up that needs to really have an understanding of it. Because the thing is, is if, if you walked into any restaurant today and they had no clue about this kind of concept or strategy at all, it's already happening. They just don't measure it. Yeah. Right. So as soon as we can give them a measurement that they understand, they can leverage the results on that. And it's really, the idea is that, one of our goals is to help every client that we get see a 5% improvement in productivity. A 5% improvement in productivity, your staff wouldn't even notice. And your customers wouldn't notice it either. But the bottom line would definitely notice. Right. Right. So it's typically just the senior level management that need to understand what the levers are to, to leverage that score. And then we can work together on that. So typically, how long would a restaurateur engage your services? Is it for, because I know that one of the programs you have is for 60 days, obviously. So that's the way in which you sort of introduce what you're offering to the various different restaurateurs. But how long right. do they normally engage your services for? Well, that original 60-day sprint, one of the reasons why it, we, we don't do very much of that anymore is because we find that it actually, to get really good results, takes a little bit longer than that. Right. It doesn't take long to get a, an initial result, but it takes usually at least 90 days, if not up to six months to stick. Because we all know what happens. You get excited about something, you get a new idea, you learn a little bit, you try to work on it, and then the next curveball comes. And you know that sort of falls by the wayside. So a typical client engagement with, with uh, Benchmark 60 would be usually minimum six months, but up to a year or even longer. And a lot of a lot of our clients have now been through that full year cycle and really like how uh, we can take that information and reverse engineer it in a way where we can set stronger budgets for them next year. And we can, you know, revisit what's happening from a quarterly perspective. We can actually drill down into more of what's happening with the trends. So typically, well, almost every one of our clients um, that started with six months has continued to to work together with us, which is great. The retention's really good. That's fantastic. Now, one of the things that you mentioned is trends. And I mean, part of being a business owner is taking a look and trying to forecast into the future. Mm -hmm. So based on what we've all been experiencing for the last 18 months, what do you feel is going to be a, a solid forecast in the future for the restaurant industry? Because I know uh, our viewing and listening audience who may be hearing and sharing this are sort of saying, okay, but what's next? Yeah, and that's really tough, especially in places like Ontario. 
you know, with the open and close and open and close. Right. But restaurants are so notorious for, and I'm guilty of this, you know, when I was in operations too, um, they're notorious for being reactive, right? Everything is look at yesterday's report and then respond, you know, react based on what's happening, what we think sure. will happen today. Right. And one of the key data metrics or key pieces of information that we use is more of a, a, a larger sample size of information than just what happened yesterday or what happened last week. Because if we know what's happening with, for example, average customer spend, even if it's an estimate, even if we say, you know, you used an example of a business you knew that was down 50% versus 20, probably 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, we can, again, we can reverse engineer that data and say, even if you only do 50%, here's exactly what will happen. Not let's hope to do 70%. We can actually build them a model that will work on 50%. They might not like the profit results at the end of the day, short term, but you know, we can help build with that. But I think that's where a lot of restaurant operators that I know at least, and that I've worked with, that's one of the, the stress triggers for them is the unknown of what is going to happen. Right. Right. And so sure. if, if we take the, de- the data and use it in the right way, we can get really, really accurate around what will happen um, as long as we have a small sample of information. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we share, ask folks to share three words of advice and your three words of advice are hire a coach. Now you've mentioned that you even hired a coach to help you um, with your business model. So why do you feel that that's so important given the day and age that we are where folks are kind of looking at the bottom line and thinking, hmm, maybe I can't afford a coach, but perhaps with some of your insight, you can provide them with, um, you know, something to think about. Well, at the risk of sounding a little bit biased, <laughs> we help. Uh, we help a little self-serving. Well, I mean, it's, it, it it honestly comes from a, a very genuine place around. I know that my business wouldn't have actually worked had I not found a coach when I first started it. Right. Um, I know that my business wouldn't be growing if I didn't have a coach that had been through what I'm going through before. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, you know, you, you use the term hire a coach. Yeah. Sometimes you have to hire somebody to, to help with strategy or, or, you know, learnings and that kind of thing. But finding somebody who has experience that you don't have, I think is, is invaluable in, in business in general. And, um, you know, the restaurant industry, uh, another thing that it's notorious for is being very stubborn and the way we've always done it is the way we're going to do it. And, and I think the, the world in restaurants is starting to recognize that that's not going to work anymore. The, the world has changed rapidly. So find a coach that can help you work through that. I think that's really great advice because finding someone who has experience in areas where you don't have experience is actually foresight into strategy building for your own long-term success. So that's really right. great advice for anyone, whether yeah, you're in a restaurant sure. or not. So thank you so much for that. I want to thank you very much for spending some time with us today because you've really given us some insight into not only how your organization works, but some broader concepts that we can sort of all consider um, as we're in business and trying to navigate these changing times. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. To our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us for this edition of Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, where we've introduced you to the person behind the logo. And you can certainly contact Jim uh, through his bio information will be part of the video and podcast link information. And if you're interested in sharing your story with us, please visit shareyourstories.online. It would be our absolute pleasure to introduce you, your business and your great idea. 
to the folks that have joined us in our network. So thank you so much.